BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Big concerts in L.A. or Major League Baseball or NFL football or basketball. Uh, none of that's going to happen until 2021 from your perspective in L.A.? It would be very difficult to see that. If, if there's something that happens, of course, and public health officials say green light. But I think people have to think about it this way. It's not a, a mayor bringing bad news about these things. These have been immensely difficult decisions uh, to make psychologically, but I've always been very clear of mind. Nothing I've heard would indicate that we'll be in those large thousands of people gathering anytime soon. That's the mayor of Los Angeles, Eric Garcetti, saying there will be no uh, concerts, ball games, any of that sort of stuff till 2021, likely. And I, I think, think that's probably true. 
Yeah, Eric Garcetti is half a dozen different kinds of jackass, in my opinion, but he's absolutely right. The fact I mean, that you won't allow car washes to be open, I think, is crazy. The fact that's that some of the jackassery I was referring to. Sending yes. a SWAT team to get ad jogger on a beach seems a little over the top. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> think anybody's going to be going to any concerts or anything this year. Yeah, yeah. And, and more on banning fishing. There could be no more isolated, unless you're a monk. On a mountaintop, sitting in the lotus position with a vow of silence, snow falling on your bald head, there is no more isolated thing you can do than to go out in the middle of a body of water and try to yank fish into outer space by their face, which is my favorite description of fishing ever, because from the fish's perspective, that's what's happening. (coughs) Excuse me. It's disrespectful to the fish. California, Cal Unicornia is going to give giant piles of taxpayer money to illegals to help them out during these troubled times. Uh, I believe the governor of Cal Unicornia, we have uh, him making a speech. Why don't we hit that real quickly? And regardless of your status, documented or undocumented, uh, there are people in need. And this is a state that steps up always to support those in need, regardless of status. Uh, We feel a deep sense of gratitude uh, for people that are in fear of deportation, but are still addressing the essential needs of tens of millions of Californians. And that's why uh, I'm proud as governor to be the first state to announce a program uh, for direct disaster assistance to those individuals. Uh, We're putting up $75 million in partnership with philanthropy. Philanthropy is matching our efforts, not dollar for dollar, but they're putting in an additional $50 million to support our efforts. So a total of $125 million to provide individual assistance of $500 and household assistance up to $1,000 for those individuals uh, that are quite literally uh, putting themselves on the line uh, and helping support uh, this economy and those most at need. So we're handing over $75 million minimum. When does a government program ever come in at or under budget? To foreign nationals without even a vote of the legislature. How does that happen? And by the way, another uh, part of this, it's just charming. You remember those uh, $1,200 checks? Well, they got phased out starting at $75,000 a year, which in your more expensive states, uh, Cal Unicornia, Washington State, certainly the urban parts in New York, the whole New York metro. I mean, $75,000 is is subsistence wages. There's going to be no income limits on this money for illegals in, uh, you know, in contrast to the money for actual citizens. Uh, Let's see. And then um, this note, I like this note from uh, Al Anonymous. So my illegal alien neighbors who do not work and live off the welfare they receive, this is not a hypothetical, by the way. This is his actual neighbors. Uh, welfare they receive from having four children in the U.S. who have those children educated at taxpayer expense and get free lunch every day are going to get an additional $1,000. Yeet! My sister who lives in San Francisco and was recently laid off will not receive a dime because she made too much money last year. My wife and I stayed in uh, California because we're both teachers and waiting on a pension that may never materialize, but this has sent me over the edge. We are out. That's unbelievable. I'd be interested in how that polls. Yeah. Yeah, It seems to me that would be overwhelmingly uh, a a loser, but I could be wrong. 
Yeah. Now, the governor pointed out that uh, illegal aliens pay, uh, what did he say, $2.5 billion in state and local taxes per year. Well, you know, that may be true, but study after study after study shows that people on the very low end of the income scale take in more government services than they pay in taxes. So it's a net loss, Gavin. I mean, I appreciate the $2.5 billion to somewhat limit that loss, but that's not a gain, you numbskull. On the other hand, as we always say about immigration, both parties have screwed around for decades and failed to reform our immigration system in a meaningful way, and we the people have been sending the message, come on in, come on in, we'll get you a job, we'll get you a social security number, we'll get, we'll educate your kids, we'll feed them, to come on in. Uh, and so, you know, you can't act shocked when people come in. We'll um, have to talk about the protests, and there's some good audio from the various protests in a couple of different places around the country yesterday over stay-at-home orders, people coming out and rallying, that sort of thing. Oh, well, yeah, Michigan stepping up, Operation Gridlock. Well, you have got about uh, 20 states, it looks like, that are looking at reopening on May 1st, so we'll talk about that coming up in a little bit. Uh, I think that could be a growing movement, the whole uh, hey, 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 we're here to, I need something that rhymes. Hey, hey, ho, ho, needless restrictions have got to go. The mm. hey, hey, ho, ho rhyming with go is the laziest sort of chant. Yeah, exactly. It's so obvious. It's moon, June, spoon. If you're a songwriter, you know what I'm talking about. What's, your, just, favorite it's lazy. Sort of, what's your favorite sort of chant, Sean? Let's see. Say, hey, 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 yeah. Nah. How about like a one, two, three, that's four? A good, that's a good, that's a good. Gretchen Whitmer is a, no, don't no, say no, that. No. Oh, my God. Because we have absolutely no evidence that she is ever engaged. What? Oh, what? what? You're taking say it further. A bore. I was going to say bore. Yeah, what right. are you thinking, exactly. you sicko? Right. It's time for you to look in the mirror. <laughs> sort of, sort of, she's the sort of person who will corner you at a party and tell you long stories about her vacation. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, and why they won't let you fish. Coming up. Well, actually, Gretchen Whitmer is a perfect example of this. Having completely lost sight of what we're trying to do here and gotten so into what's essential and what's non-essential. And if I don't think it's essential, uh, then you can't do it. I'm not going to let you do it. Even if there's zero chance of transmission. I feel like I'm leaving out one of the some of the great protest uh, ways to, to, to craft a protest, um, a chant. A chant? One, two, three, four is big. Yeah. A hey, hey, ho, ho is big. Yes. Stupid, but big. Um, Just hey, hey is also big. The classic hey, hey, LBJ. Yeah, how many kids did you kill today? Right? That was brutal. That's a powerful chant. That's a good chant. Yeah. Yeah. Was that that Vietnam? Vietnam, yes. Yeah. Um, I've never, um, I don't, I've never actually chanted any of these things. I've never been actually been in a in a uh, protest that included a one, two, three, four. Or a hey hey ho ho. What, what no, maybe we, it would uh, help if you could nail practice. down what are we what are we protesting here? What am I angry about? The needless restrictions? Yeah, exactly. We all participated okay. in a locker up chant at the RNC. Yes, yeah, that was his own unique thing. Uh, simple and delightful. Locker up. <laughs> right? Oh, to the point. <laughs> uh, it explains what it is right there in the words. It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. What 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 it's difficult to express the thought simply. Uh, no oppression for disease suppression. Now, that's terrible. Nobody'd ever chant that. I, I, but the point is, damn it, the point, man. The point is, these tin horn dictators, state, local, national, have just completely lost sight, and they're just denying you your freedom for no good reason. 
What's the, what's the one where you say, who something or other, we something or other? That's a good one. Oh, oh what do we want? Oh, yeah, that's a good something. one. Yeah. When what? do we want it now? That's Again, certainly on the Mount Rushmore of chance, I think. Horrible <laughs> cliche, but yeah, yeah. What, what do we want? The ability to engage in activities that, while non-essential, don't threaten the, the popular health. What is the funny? When do we want it? Soon. Soon is fine. What is the funny one that I like so much? Like, what do we want? Time travel. When do we want it? Something. Whenever. <laughs> but anyway, we'll get to the actual protests in the states that are going to open up and all that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm reading an op-ed piece in the Detroit News with somebody uh, writing how a governor, Whitmer, has gone too far. Yeah, apparently some people in Michigan feel like the new... Hold on, let me mute here. Um, I uh, have gone, uh, well, we played some of the governor of Michigan's uh, speech the other day in which she was really angry that people were buying garden hoses at the hardware store for some reason. Oh, man. But um, here's how people are, at least some people are reacting. Operation Gridlock is underway and we are in the middle of it. Take a look. These We've got three lanes of traffic right now on Capitol in front of the Capitol. People have lined up in their cars. They've come from all over the state upset with the governor and the stay-at-home order. They say that they're ready for this order to be lifted. They want to get back to work. Doing things that they love, like fishing and golfing. We saw a couple people who had boats. And take a look. The number of people goes down the block. People have been honking and gathering since about 9 o'clock this morning. The official protest just getting underway here. And basically what people are saying when we stop and talk to them is that they think that people are smart enough to make their own decisions to stay safe during this coronavirus outbreak without being told what to do. Yes. I love that. So let me read a little more from uh, the uh, the opinion piece in the Detroit News, because I think it makes the point a little better. And what happened was that you had you had some people who were violating the uh, the shelter at home orders and so they clamped down harder and stricter, which is what governments l- love to do, whether it's your your first grade teacher or or governments. They always punish everybody else for for for, for, for to punish everybody if anybody's violating the rules. But anyway, if businesses fail to establish and enforce proper social distancing, find them. If people loiter to the point they're endangering workers and each other, ticket them. But the vast majority of people are recognizing the dangers of coronavirus and they are acting responsible. Whitmer is right to look out for public health. However, the new expanded executive order currently in place simply doesn't trust people and business owners to act responsibly to protect themselves, their families, and their communities, and it will further damage our economy. We can still protect public health while also beginning to slow the process of resuscitating our economy and living at least part of our lives. Uh, and this person goes on to say, I feel that I'm living in a communist country. Never in my life would I believe that the government would unconstitutionally restrict my movements. Right, um, right. And that's self-evident to a lot of us, but in the bubble of government where, you know, it's just a bunch of bureaucrats who uh, tend to think alike, the the, the, the obvious escapes them. 
Oh, I, I, let me read this next paragraph just because sure. it's good. This was written by a retired police officer, by the way. I should have mentioned that up front. As a retired police officer, I swore an oath to uphold the Constitution of the United States and the state of Michigan. I did not swear an oath to the unconstitutional actions of a power-hungry governor. This is putting an unreasonable burden on the law enforcement community that has to choose between their oath to protect the Constitution or to enforce the unlawful acts by our governor. I hope that I-75 is full of citizens going to wherever they feel are safe and not putting other people at risk. Me going to my second home threatens nobody. I, for one, will not be stopped from traveling to my second home. Ooh, states right. flat out. Yeah, that's a big thing a lot of places. You're not allowed to go visit your other home. So you can't, the, the, I guess it's the driving between the two places is the danger? I don't know. Or you're going to overwhelm the health capacity there somehow because you're probably going to get it on the way. I don't know. The, again, the reasoning is so flimsy. <clears throat> and and the idea of, well, we're going to err to the side of caution. Well, okay, fine. You can err to the side of caution, but you can't err so far to the side of caution that you're denying people activities that have practically zero risk. It's not essential and non-essential. It's safe and unsafe. I love this piece, also about Michigan, by Matthew Walter, and this actually applies to a number of counties I've heard of in California as well. Um, why can't you go fishing during the pandemic? He writes, millions of Americans are doing their best to comply with the various restrictions, um, even as we question their wisdom and, more to the point, their efficacy. Shutting down Major League Baseball is one thing, but fishing alone on a boat? What about reading books on park benches? To which the answer in my home state of Michigan and many others throughout the country is, please use scoff laws. Try an approved activity instead, like visiting a legal drug dealer. Curbside pickup of marijuana only, though, or renting another movie from Jeff Bezos. (laughs) Well, the fact that you can pick up pot, but you can't buy a hose. What the frig is that? The, uh, there is, not to put too fine a point on it, zero evidence in favor of the idea that adults working through their pandemic reading list in the open-air parks will increase the number of deaths or even infections from this disease, nor does it make any sense to allow stores to remain open but restrict the items they sell, which is what has happened recently in my home state of Michigan, where retailers are roping off everything from seeds and garden tools to paint and infant car seats on the order of our Democratic governor, Gretchen Whitmer. Um... Why does anybody think this is a good idea? If painting your garage or planting hydrangeas is what helps you remain calm and hopeful while civilization is on hold, why interfere? If you own a weekend cottage and want to go there and practice social distancing amid more idyllic surroundings, should that really be punishable as a misdemeanor? The only thing these and other punitive measures are likely to do is encourage suspicion of even the most seemingly sensible restrictions. I would say that's absolutely true. The um the part from the law enforcement perspective is is difficult if you're uh if if that's what your job is and what's that saying about uh, weak laws or bad laws or too many laws or whatever weak in the other laws well right yeah and and an unenforceable law uh, lowers the respect for all laws right so what I feel like happens well at least I know what happened locally was there was a uh, one of those sideshow car things where a bunch of people get together on a Saturday night with their cars and spin around and everything like that and those are illegal anyway but because a bunch of people were gathered. They decided to crack down on all the other uh, various uh, measures, like locally. And I don't know, I don't know how they're gonna. They would crack down on this. Landscapers and gardeners are allowed, but only to maintain the habitability of residences and businesses. So, if you, uh, I think you that that extra little blade cut you did on that hedge that was beyond habitability. Now you're into just you want it to look nicer. Yeah. Now you've yeah, committed but, a crime. Exactly. You can keep the grass low enough that there are no tigers hiding in it. But if it looks nice, damn it, you've overreached. 
I, I love this uh, couple of sentences, back to this uh, piece in The Week. Telling people that they cannot engage in ordinary, wholesome, totally risk-free activities is not, as Governor Whitner recently put it, the best science. It's not any kind of science. An approach to the virus grounded in science, as opposed to omnidirectional prophecies of doom, would consider the question of why many serious infections appear to be non... Uh, it's a fancy way of saying acquired in the hospital, not from playing t-ball. I hope non-partisan smart people look at all the different responses around the world and around the country. So the next time we have one of these, we'll have some data to back up. Because it certainly looks like that people do a lot of distancing on their own. Uh, States with strict laws, states with not strict laws not being that much different in their results. But I hope that uh, gets uh, sorted out before the next one of these. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So we're going to try to bring you up to speed in a number of things today. And, uh, that's our goal. So, uh, yeah, indeed. And there's plenty to get up to speed on. But I wanted to uh, hit you with the, one of the concluding bits of this editorial by Matthew Walther, who's a uh, Michigander. And he's talking about the governor of Michigan's absolutely ridiculous, overreaching, uh, clamping down on all sorts of innocent and non-dangerous activities. Cal Unicorni is doing the same thing. Many states around the country are. <clears throat> and he's asking, why, why is this happening? He says, I'm inclined to say the only explanation for bans on motorboating and reading alone in the park is spite. The delight people in positions of power take in punching down because they can and they get their jollies from it. This is not, of course, incompatible with the notion that our politicians are foolish, unimaginative, and largely immune from the disastrous consequences of their own bad decisions. That's something Tim Sandifer has been talking about on the Armstrong and Getty Show for years, that government officials never feel the pain of their failures, really, except perhaps at the ballot box. Um, but they don't have to take on the consequences like any private company or any individual does. You screw up, man, it hurts. I'm looking at this headline. We mentioned this yesterday. It was worst month in retail history by a lot. Uh, maybe because the stores aren't open and you're not leaving your house to go to them anyway. So uh, that's not surprising. How much of that will be made up in pent-up demand? I don't know. Some of it will. Not all of it. Depends on what you're looking at. Cars, yeah. If you were going to buy a car, you'll still buy a car. Probably, although maybe not. If your 401k is half what it used to be, you might not be feeling as comfortable as you were before. I don't know. Yeah, I think the stock market's going to bounce back okay, but yeah, I don't know. You know, people who've been out of work and barely making their rent and the rest of it, it could be a long time. Uh, Now, I'm so incredibly out of fashion that I have no idea how the clothing uh, industry is going to bounce back because I know that's been just crushed. Yeah. As long as my closet's full of uh, golf shirts and flannel shirts for when it's cold. <laughs> Ain't no clothes shopping going on. And uh, so no, no new numbers out today for the jobless claims around 5 million last week. So over about about 22 million have filed for unemployment during the pandemic. 22 million, which is just an absolutely unbelievable number. Um, and then you've got this out today. The Paycheck Protection Program ran out of funds yesterday leaving many small businesses who applied for loans out in the cold. 
Well, why doesn't Congress just pass more money for it? Senate Republicans have been advocating for a clean bill reinforcing the program with an extra $250 billion, but the Senate Democrats have thus far blocked any legislation that does not also appropriate funds for hundreds of billions in other initiatives. And I'm reading from the Dispatch, which is far from a, uh, a Trump-supporting or, uh, news organization. Um, or, uh, but anyway, so it's, it's another one of those things that, yeah, you, you could put more money in there, but we're not going to vote to put more money in there unless we can get some stuff for our other favorite projects. That, exactly. That, that old game. Yeah. A bunch of gifts for uh, those who keep us in power, who have nothing to do with this. Or one of their other causes is they want it all divided along racial lines and ethnic lines and pick winners and losers based on ethnicity. Which is the good old-fashioned uh, theme of keep, keep people in herds, send the message over and over again that everybody in your herd must vote a, a certain way, and you don't dare break loose of your herd. So here's this just popped into my head. This is apropos of nothing, although it's kind of a funny story, I think. Um, uh, Sam, my oldest, my fourth grader, was doing his uh, Zoom school. Actually, I think they're doing WebEx for some reason. Another one of those things. It's Zoom-like. Zoom got in so early, they're practically like Kleenex for discussing online meetings. But anyway, they're doing WebEx. And uh, and uh, so my wife peeks in his room while he's doing his, his class, and he's <laughs> he's doing it in his bedroom. And he's he's got a stuffed animal in his hands that he's holding up to the camera <laughs> during the uh, lecture on fractions. Right. right. And uh, she said, put that down, pay attention or whatever. And uh, and he put it down, and uh, he'd gotten caught. Anyway, so afterwards, he said, every kid was doing it, Mom. Every kid had a stuffed animal up to the camera. Oh. And uh, so that's a tough situation to be in, because I, as I told him, I said, you know, I get the whole, if everybody else is doing that, you don't want to be the nerd who's unwilling to or or whatever, um, you know, even though it's not a good idea for any of that's, 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 that's a conundrum. If, what 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 is worse for you overall to be the standout? I'm the law and order child. I'm not going to do this. <laughs> when every other kid zooming from home has got a stuffed animal up to the camera during the math lecture, or uh, do I participate so I can be part of the crowd? Right. I'm not sure. You know, if all the kids are doing it, then I, right. I have a feeling they're not listening very closely to the math. But if everybody's doing it, I mean, my 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 main concern was, and the, the part of it is just you know the the latest rules in the state I live in on your ability to crack down on students and and do any disciplining of any kind is uh, right. I don't know that the teacher can, the teacher obviously wasn't doing anything about it. I, I can't imagine we didn't have Zoom meetings when I was a kid for for all kinds of different readings, reasons, but. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I can't imagine that that would have been uh, allowed. I mean, there, that wouldn't have lasted one student putting a uh, a stuffed animal up to the camera. It would that that have been the end of it. Yeah, right. But you know, times have changed, and uh, various views on discipline have changed. Yeah, I, that's absolutely true. I'm not sure. I'm I'm, I'm not sure I can get there uh, to to take this very seriously because I think it's so funny the kids holding their stuffed animals up. <laughs> I mean, uh, because normally this topic, which you're bringing up, that's for fourth graders. What are the high school kids putting up to the camera? That's what I want to (laughs) know. Well, it's it's a valid issue. The whole open defiance in class, mouthing off obscenities, assaulting teachers, kids get away with now because well, disproportionately falls on certain ethnic groups, and we can't uh, crush their spirit by punishing them. Blah. It's just utter bullcrap, and it's terrible. But 
holding uh, Poo Poo Bear up to the camera. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just can't get worked Everybody up. with stuffed animals up to the camera. i got to believe for college age, the lecturer is, all right, I'm looking at the screen. All I'm seeing is a sea of penises here. Could you pay attention, please? <laughs> Oh, boy, now get, that's a phrase. you got to have Sam hold up the Costco bear with, like, two people. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I do. i got to get the Costco bear in his room, and he can just sit on its head. The giant 11-foot <laughs> Costco stuffed bear. Fabulous, fabulous. You know, that's that's funny, and it's heartwarming and charming, and I hate to... I, they're I not learning to, fractions, though. I hate they to ruin that anyway. <laughs> One-eighth of them will succeed in life. That's what's going to happen. That's the fraction. <laughs> I have some terrible, terrible news for Positive Sean in particular. Oh, no. Well, it's for all of us, and it's bad news for justice, but it's especially bad news for you, Sean. A federal judge yesterday postponed the fraud trial of Theranos, Inc. founder Elizabeth Holmes, postponed it by a couple of months, several months, citing the coronavirus pandemic that has largely shut down the courts, denying us, I don't know, press conferences or maybe even testimony on the stand, um, It'll be delightful when it comes, but Liz Holmes, who's now only 36, uh, will not be tried until October. Is she in jail, or is she uh, sheltering at home in a black turtleneck with her wolf dog? She is, uh, well, I don't know, Elizabeth, what are you doing these days? Oh, we got to open the door first. What, what are you up to? Oh, uh, well, we are seeking justice. I have uh, been <laughs> discussing with my uh, legal team, and we feel that this is the best process going forward. Uh, and uh, since, in the meantime, before the trial goes, I would like to finger prick each and every one of you. So if you could, Joe, if you could give me your finger, See, that, please. That not only is not a thing now, it wasn't a thing then. It never has been a thing. You can't wait, actually do that. That wait machine doesn't we work. come out with the Theranos coronavirus cure. Oh, man. This would have been a good time for Elizabeth Holmes to do oh, her we thing. we got a test where with a single <laughs> drop of blood. Oh, yeah. no, I, d- I don't think that's true. <laughs> has anybody right. seen my wolf? <laughs> it's a dog, oh, you nut. I gotta go. always has to go yeah that reminds me i was talking to a lawyer about a a, a, a tangential thing the other day and the court system is kind of like not moving at all there ain't nothing happening except for letting excuse me letting criminals go on the streets yeah we got more on that coming up in a little bit but uh uh, just, just, just kind of like regular stuff. If you're going to sue a business owner for this or that or whatever's going on, it's going to have to wait for a while. Wow. So now's a good time to do something completely outrageous. That's the message I'm taking. Like hold something a, indefensible. Like hold a bear up to the camera when you're trying to learn to two fifths. <laughs> Listen to you. Like a Catholic school nun, you're going to wrap them on the knuckles? Can you imagine though? I mean, you're probably not thrilled. You're doing it from your own home anyway as a teacher. Right. Teaching kids about fractions for the millionth time in your life. And all yeah. you see is a sea of stuffed, stuffed animals. <laughs> I mean, on the best days in school on a hot day, they're, you know, you're seeing eyes glazed over. But when all you see is a bunch of little, you know, my, my little ponies and dinosaurs and whatever they all have in their bedroom. I, I have a feeling they figure, the teachers figure, well, all right, they're fine. They can't see the martini I got right under my, uh, my lap. The top camera either. So. And you just keep saying in the back of your mind, I'm getting a pension, I'm getting a pension, I'm getting a pension. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't have to make them learn, I just have to teach. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Anybody else have those kind of experiences with their homeschooling? Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. Oh, I just thought of something we got to get into. I knew there was something we got to get into at some point. Um, a Trump, uh, Nancy Pelosi blasting Trump for pulling money from the World Health Organization. We got to talk about oh. that next hour because Trump has fired back uh, about as strong as he ever has at Nancy in a tweet this morning, and it's 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 mostly about. Uh, Nancy calling him names for wanting to defund the WHO, which I think is the most legitimate thing he's done as president. That the right. most the most easily justified. How could you possibly disagree with it? Thing he's ever done as president is saying, "No, we're not going to give money to them anymore until they're investigated. We figure out what the heck's going on." What right until they get their house in order. What percentage of the who's funding was the was U.S. money? Do we know that? Well, we give four hundred million. China gives forty. I know. The, I know. Are that. they the second biggest donator? <laughs> the second biggest donator is Bill Gates. Oh, wow. So we're the biggest donator by far. Then Bill Gates is way down the list at number two. I feel like in some ways we should get credit for that, too. As a country. Yeah, yeah sure. Exactly. Like get a, a special parking place there, well, outside the, uh, you know, the who. Well, there's an article in the Dispatch today, and it's a pretty, uh, you know, academic sort of uh, the, the, the thing. But it's about how all these institutions that we've been funding forever and are so China-centric, when we've, uh, uh, at some point we've got to decide, are we going to do this anymore or not? Um, you know, it's funny. There's either, almost a, either a, Russia-centric or China-centric. If you talk about NATO, the World Health Organization, and the UN, we right. fund all these things. They wouldn't exist without our funding, but they regularly do things that aren't in our interest and are in the interest of enemies of the United States. And that's one of the primary reasons Trump got elected, I think, because we've so clung to the gentlemanly uh, white cuff and collar style of diplomacy, even as China's been running roughshod all over us. They have no qualms about taking over the WHO and using it for their own evil communist purposes or the UN or whatever. And, and meanwhile, we're sticking to the, you know, Marquis of Queensbury rules. No blows below the belt is China's militarizing fake islands in the South China Sea. Why do you continue to fund and host and respect the United Nations when they put the, when they put China on the Human Rights Commission last week, for instance? Right, right. Sickening. So I uh, got this note from Lloyd, Jack, about your, your charming tale of your boy holding his stuffed animal up to the webcam. <laughs> yeah, the other kids were too. Well, right. Lloyd says, okay, students, uh, what is the fraction of stuffed dogs that we see? Let's convert that to a percentage of stuffed bears, blah, that's pretty, blah, blah. That's a good idea that, right there. That's some creative teaching. Yeah. I'll bet you are a teacher, Lloyd. That is a good idea. Gifted teachers are, are a gift to humanity. I'd have gone with what percentage of you are going to end up in jail for not paying attention. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> the Iron Hand of Jack Armstrong. <laughs> so a couple of n- unrelated and somewhat related notes from the world of the freaking COVID. This is actually unrelated, we think. Uh, the president of, of Nicaragua has completely disappeared. Juan Carlos, uh, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, uh, President Ortega of uh, Nicaragua has not been seen in many, many weeks. His wife, who is the vice president, wow, that's some government you're running there. These are Marxists, you know, uh, says, no, it's not the COVID. He's uh, he's busy. He's uh, he's over there. He'll be right back. <laughs> Nobody knows what's going on. That's the same verbiage that I hear in China used a lot, too. Oh, that person who has he just disappeared, has been disappeared. Yeah, right. So they're just saying, eh, don't worry about it. He'll be right back. He just went to the store or something. So it's very, very Maybe strange. He Nobody doesn't knows want to be found. Yeah, being, being disappeared, I don't know who first coined that term, but that came out of the Stalin area of the Soviet Union, people being disappeared. Yeah, yeah, brutal. I don't know if Solzhenitsyn came up with that, but that's just, yeah, 
That's that's what that is. This uh, is a related to COVID story, although it's much more about government and uh, local jackass governments who enforce rules just because they love the power. Uh, here's a glowing piece in the Washington Post about Washington area restaurants, which can't operate as restaurants. And so they have all this stock, right? So here's one business that's selling their ice cream. And there's uh, people selling milk and flour and eggs. And it's, it's, uh, the, you know, the restaurant industry has been devastated, but this is so clever. It's good. It's smart. It's helping consumers. They're selling fresh fruits, vegetables, breads, dairy products. Uh, th- 30 uh, Denny's locations are selling sausage links, hoagie, blah, blah, blah. Denny's. So they've essentially converted into, well, yeah, Denny's sausage. I, mean, <laughs> I wasn't going to go there. Uh, I, right? I, I, I eat at Denny's. My, I used to eat at Denny's. You a moons over my hammy guy? Oh, back in the day, yeah. Okay. My, my, we had a we had a rough experience at a Denny's. So every time we pass a Denny's anywhere, any anywhere, anywhere in the country, we pass a Denny's. My kids yell, "Curse you, Denny's!" <laughs> wow. <laughs> every time. Good to have a family and tradition. Done it for that years. <laughs> Henry's done it since he was like two. Curse you, Denny's! <laughs> it's because we went. I think they were they were that we were getting uh, pancakes. It was like Christmas time, it must have been, because they were going to have whipped cream like in the shape of a Rudolph or something like that, and they were so excited. And they just never came, and then they finally told us they ran out or something. And oh, they've been, they've been, they ran out of you. pancakes? They've been mad about that ever since. So it's always, curse you, daddies! And they shake wow. their fists like old men. I'll never get them back. Nope, nope, they lost customers forever. Like for 80 years there. <laughs> it's hard to we lose a customer for 80 years. you got to get them young. <laughs> uh, we ate at Denny's the uh, night before our first child was born, before Caitlin was born. We were heading to a barbecue joint, Charlotte, North Carolina. And Judy said, I'm not sure my stomach can handle barbecue. Let's just go to Denny's. So I think we got the moons over Miami. When can someone's stomach handle Denny's? Um, <laughs> you know, that's funny. Anyway, Bo- that's, I was in the middle of making a point, but go on. Both of our kids were born after, uh, like, sh- shortly after eating at Wendy's. Mm. Mm. For a variety of reasons with, uh, like, food needs and not feeling comfortable, we, we ran through a Wendy's and both kids were born. Has something to do with the square burgers, I bet. Maybe, I don't know. Could be the uh, the square, the corner just, like, pokes the baby in utero <laughs> Come on, when you swallow it. Out. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, uh, the WAPO Post is praising the cleverness and how everybody wins in this situation. You remember L.A. County shut down restaurants who were doing this because you're not permitted to operate as a grocery store. The, here, you look at the chapter 3, subparagraph 7C that says this, and you're not going to violate our rules and regulations. So, yeah, in one place, it's clever. It's the free market working brilliantly. Everybody wins. And in the other place, these craphead, because I can't say the other thing, bureaucrats are screwing people and fining them for doing the same thing. For adapting to the situation, you have to allow businesses to be able to adapt at least. The more laws, the less justice, folks. Commit that to memory. Maybe get a tattooed on you if tattoo shops are open. They're probably not. (laughs) Do they Uh, buy different eggs or are they just cooked a different way? Denny's? At Denny's, yeah. I doubt they're cracking eggs. They probably have like the, like the, I forget what they're called. You don't think they're eggs? No, I, I think they just what have like saying, cartons, of eggs, <laughs> cartons of pre-scrambled eggs that they probably scramble up. That'd be my yeah, guess. but over easy. I mean, yeah. you can tell that that's oh, like that's a fried true. egg. They, yeah, they don't gonna... seem like any egg I ever end up with at home. Oh boy, these guys, these people have attorneys. I didn't say bad or good. I just said different. <laughs> okay, all right. 
Uh, we know what you meant. <laughs> Tippy toe to the line there. Curse you, Denny's. <laughs> well, of course, the courts are all closed, so they can sue us all they want. Yeah, we won't have to worry about it for a while. Uh, so uh, Nancy blasts President Trump for wanting to pull money out of the WHO. Trump blasts back. It's worth at least touching on that because it's, it's something. Um, well, one more fascinating tale from around the world. The coronavirus has not yet devastated Kenya. The third world is afraid of it. But <clears throat> speaking of t- tin horn dictators and crappy government, uh, they've decided to institute dusk to dawn curfews to halt any possible spread, and they've already killed a dozen people while enforcing it. Wow. So if you go out, you might get the coronavirus, so if you go out, we'll kill you. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> wow. Now that's some good governance. We ain't there yet, Michigan and California, but we're close. Wow. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. Digital trends show up every day in business decisions and actions. West Monroe is the number one strategic partner translating technology into financial value for companies. The This Is Digital podcast applies West Monroe's two decades of secrets and best practices to your business's benefit. Favorite past topics from the last three seasons include how AI and the next generation of employees are shaping the workplace, becoming a product company, Highmark's journey, and what does it mean to put the customer first? Learn more at westmonroe.com.